I just think that the Philippines is the best outsourcing destination. They have incredible English. All the street signs here in, are in English. Um, there's about 640,000 graduates per year, so they're very well educated. You're listening to the Smartest Software Outsourcing Podcast, Episode 2. Whether you're a CTO interested in boosting the performance of your remote development team, a business owner looking for outsourcing tips, or just someone curious about the inner workings of a software development company, then welcome. This podcast radio is for you. I'm your host, Frederick Joy, and today I'm pleased to receive Derek Gallimore, founder of Outsource Accelerator, the most trusted platform for business process outsourcing in the Philippines. He'll explain the ins and outs of such marketplaces and tell us exactly how his company is able to help connect businesses across the globe with the best fitted providers for their needs. Hi, Derek, and welcome to the show. It's good to have you with us today. Hi, Fred. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, so just a quick intro about Derek. Uh, Derek Gallimore is the founder of Outsource Accelerator, the leading outsourcing marketplace, and he's passionate about business and entrepreneurship. He also has built multiple successful companies and experienced the highest highs and lowest lows of the entrepreneurial roller coaster. He's a fervent advocate for globalization, remote and virtual teams, and offshore staffing. So Derek, today I'd like you to talk about your own platform, Outsource Accelerator. Um, I believe it allows people to educate themselves about offshore staffing. Uh, so could you please briefly describe your platform and, and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Fred. I'm so passionate about this subject, so uh, just let me know if I, I go on too long. But uh, Outsource Accelerator is really here to help people inform, educate, and navigate the offshore staffing market. Um, and, you know, outsourcing is such a big umbrella term, but the kind of outsourcing that we focus on is the full-time, dedicated, professionalized offshore staffing. And it's where you work alongside those people as a part of your team to help push your business ahead. So, you know, it, it's not like the Upworks and freelancers. Yeah. And, you know, we focus on these professionalized services um, and we basically then, you know, list about 700 outsourcing suppliers that are here in the Philippines. Um, we provide about 6,000 pages of uh, content, which is articles, white papers, videos, and we also do a podcast. So we're just out there trying to help people educate themselves about what offshore staffing is and outsourcing and then helping them uh, with that journey, whether they're just beginning it or, or already starting. Cool. Yeah. And so when did you, when you start running and what was your motivation behind creating uh, this platform? Yeah, well, we, we've been going about two and a half years now. It's obviously a big platform with a lot of content. Um, so we've been building that. In some respects, we're a bit like a, a media company in that, you know, we produce yeah. a lot of content and a lot of education, a lot of information. Um, and my motivation really in my previous business, um, I was... Uh, I had hotels and hospitality, and we were very much at the mercy of Booking.com, um, Airbnb to some degree, uh, and Agoda and those sort of platforms. What I realized is those platforms, they're a bit of a double-edged sword, but they make it extremely easy for the consumer to orientate yes. around the market, to navigate the market, um, to shop 
with confidence and trust in the market. Um, and obviously, by the success and, and ubiquity of Booking.com, um, you can see that the consumers have voted that they like browsing um, you know, hotels and, and these things on these platforms. And, you know, I've been involved with outsourcing since 2011. It's an incredible industry with incredible potential for every business in the West. Yeah. Um, but it is based in a foreign country, in a developing country, typically, um, you know, and the consumers and the, and the, the suppliers are spread across the world. So there's no easy platform to help people, uh, orientate and navigate around this industry. So I built the platform to hopefully make it easier, hopefully encourage more people to do it, um, and then make it you know more uh, trusted and transparent. Yeah. So yeah, uh, why did you pick the the Philippines actually to start with that? Yeah. Look, my I I have uh, out of personal interest been outsourcing to the Philippines since 2011. Um, I have seen the incredible success that it can bring to a business. Um, you know, for my last business, we had a team of about 80 people here in the Philippines, and we were running the entire business, which was basically a London-based hospitality business uh, from the Philippines. So I can see that it can work. It can add incredible value. Why the Philippines as opposed to, you know, some of the other outsourcing destinations? Yeah. I just think that the Philippines is the best outsourcing destination. They have incredible English. It is very much first-tongue English. All the street signs here in, are in English. Um, there's about 640,000 graduates per year, so yeah. they're very well educated. Um, and, you know, they're very culturally aligned. It's a sort of a lesser known fact that they were effectively colonized by the Spanish about 500 years ago, which for better or worse created a sort of Catholic society, very European or Americanized society. Yes. Um, so there's a lot of cultural alignment. And that means that they they watch basketball, um, you know, they're on YouTube, they have the same alignment, which means that for work or pleasure, or just sort of general communications, um, they're very much aligned with uh, any of the client's requirements. Absolutely agree. Um, and we've, we've seen this over the 10 years, we've been uh, also working in the in the Philippines, and so you mentioned uh, about transparency uh, earlier. And uh, so, can you tell us what what you think your impact is on the transparency of this outsourcing industry is? Yeah, look, um, generally the the industry, and we're not talking about uh, Upwork and freelance. You know, I think there's there's sort of potentially a lot of uh, reason to to distrust and and be careful with those kind of environments. But generally, the the Philippine professionalized outsourcing industry is very trustworthy. But fundamentally, there is a um, a sort of mistrust because you're, you know, the Philippines is a developing country. They've probably heard about what some of the crazy things that the president does. Um, <clears throat> there isn't legal recourse if something goes wrong. Right. And the clients are probably never going to travel here or very rarely travel here. So they're, they're putting a major trust um, into a country and a location and a supplier for a major part of their business um, and you can so you can understand why people are a little bit skeptical about how this outsourcing thing works. Yeah. Um, so what we hope to do is, you know, partly it's 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 education and information which will help build 
that bridge, um, but also you know our platform can um, be the intermediary, the conduit, um, which which basically enhances trust, um, and we can help. Uh, guide people as to the best kind of suppliers um, and the things that they should look out for in contracts and just basically, you know, step-by-step guides to helping people succeed um, in outsourcing. Yeah. And and so this leads me to a question. What is the type of people that actually visit your website and reach out to you? And, and uh, what geographic area are they from? Uh, look, um Everywhere. Uh, we have a lot of traffic from the US just because it is, you know, one of the most economically active and biggest countries in the world, obviously. Um, our target market, um, we frame it as any high cost English speaking country. Mm-hmm. Um, so very commonly, we have North America, obviously, we have Australasia, um, we have parts of uh, Europe. Uh, and, and and also we have uh, Southeast Asia, um, namely the sort of Hong Kong, Singapore. And also we have the, the Middle East, because they have a lot of um, Filipino workforce there. And then I think they're just really learning that actually, they could be doing a lot of remote work as well. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. And so where do these people come from? Um, a search, uh, some other means? So do you, do you uh, try to reach out through uh, social media, LinkedIn, I guess, or uh, other partners? Yeah, we do. You know, we, uh, again, for better or worse, we, we are at the mercy of uh, Google. Um, we, right. you know, rank very well in Google. Um, and we have about 5,000 pages of content. So we're pretty sort of keyword rich. Um, and basically what we're trying to do is just add a lot of value so that people can see our platform. We do also list, you know, the 700 BPOs in this country. So typically if anyone types in a BPO name, um, then they can see, you know, um, information about that company and it's a little bit like if you are considering going to a restaurant then you you would probably go to a yelp or a trip advisor to read reviews of the restaurant as opposed to just going to the restaurant website because you're you know you're going to get third-party information you're going to get information that is probably a little bit more balanced um so that's the value that we we add to people effectively you know what we want to do is if anyone is typing in uh, outsourcing or outsourcing philippines or one of the bpos or um you know one of the main keywords then we pop pop up there as as an independent source of information um, which can help people along on their journey we do also have um social media of course and we do do a little bit of paid traffic but the majority is organic inbound traffic which is the way we like it cool. and so uh, the people who reach out to to you are they mostly business owners are they uh, maybe in charge of um, some customer service teams that they need to expand uh, what, is, what is it yeah, look, it's the whole gambit we have everything from the sort of Tim Ferriss uh, um, solopreneurs um, looking for a VA. Yeah. VA is a very sort of common uh, sort of subculture of, of outsourcing, I suppose, um, right up to, you know, some of the biggest companies in the world. Uh, their sourcing or procurement managers reach out to us and say they need to build a customer service team um, or, you know, any other team. Uh, so it, it's really a huge, huge span. Um, very commonly, though, you you get sort of the small to mid range of the market. Yeah. Very commonly, you you get the 
the the founder or the business owner um, themselves inquiring. Um, I think because offshoring is such a big, it's almost like a a, a step change. It, it's not just you know where are we going to get our photocopier from this year. Um, it's quite a sort of strategic conversation people are having. So very commonly. Um, you have the boss or the guy next to the boss um, doing the initial inquiries to see if this is right for them, for their business, and and just trying to figure out the mechanics of that. So, yeah, we we entertain a huge amount of inquiries from from a very broad pool of people. So, um, and and how do these people navigate through the different options they have? Because I have the feeling that, they can um, contact you, Autos Accelerator, directly and, and probably ask for some information. But they can also uh, directly contact the, the businesses listed on your platform. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's, um, as I mentioned, there's a lot of articles. We have um, a lot of guides. We have salary comparison charts. We have, uh, you know, toolkits that people can download. We have outsourcing savings calculators that people can um, use and download. Um, then, of course, people can come to our website and fill in a, a short form with about sort of 10 or 11 questions. And then they can get three quotes from, um, you know, the the BPO partners that yeah. we work with. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity there. And if they want to also jump on a call, they can do that with our partners or, um, you know, we can have a call with them as well to help them just orientate and, and um, I suppose, sort of uh, fine tune what their requirements are. And of course, you know, all of the 700 outsourcing suppliers on our website, um, they can reach out to those people direct so they can, you know, do whatever they want, search, browse, um, or, you know, um, check out some of the toolkits we have. Cool. And um, can you tell us in more detail what is your business model? Uh, since it looks like you're putting, uh, you're helping a little bit the people who reach out to you understand better the, the industry, uh, guide them through the different options, uh, but that they can also contact directly the, uh, the companies that they find on your, on your website. Yeah, absolutely. So our um, business model is, is I suppose, incubating at the moment. Um, I'm not so worried about the the business model will change. What we're trying to do is become the quintessential conduit or marketplace for this incredible industry. Um, we believe the industry will sort of 30x over the next uh, 10 to 20 years. We believe there's about another 30 million more jobs to be offshored. Um, so we see a huge future. And if we do our job well, then we cement ourselves in in the middle, um, helping people make this big decision and this big journey. Yeah. Uh, and then we can monetize in a, in a number of ways. Our ideal is just to clip the ticket a tiny bit from both sides of the, the equation, the supplier and the client, mm-hmm. um, but also provide enough value or you know over provide value so that people couldn't do without us as that sort of um, uh, interface um, at the moment you know it, it's we uh, um, have source partners we have uh, source pro as well and then we can also offer consulting services and things like that so um, it's a very very fluid model um, it's enough to keep the lights on but you know I I, I 
look to Alibaba as a bit of it's a bit of uh, inspiration. They went, I think, about five to seven years before yeah. they actually even uh, started charging money to either the users or the suppliers on the platform. And I think there's a, a long term value to just offering value, offering um, you know quality service, and then the monetization will uh, eventually follow. Right, and uh, you mentioned about the consulting services. So, um, would you accompany the, uh, the the clients that are looking to outsource throughout the whole uh, uh, process until they're uh, engaged with someone, and then would you follow up? How how does this work? Yeah, so um, eventually we want this platform to be more transactional as the industry matures. Yeah and people know what outsourcing and offshoring is, then we will become almost like going to um, Amazon to buy a book and you check out and, and you know it's all automated. Um, at the moment, the industry is quite immature and the users or prospects or potential clients actually need quite a lot of education, which is a great thing. They need or want considerable amount of hand-holding and they need or want a, a certain amount of sort of strategic input to say, you know, these are the, the models and types available to you. This might suit your um, company the best and this is how we move forward. So that's what we offer. It is more, it, it's obviously a lot higher touch and it's probably more akin to um, management consultancy yes. than, you know, an e-commerce platform sort of thing at the moment. Um So it, it's very flexible. We can come in, we can we offer a lot of free advice, conversations, and then we just connect them to our partners. Because of course, you know, people can learn so much and, and I encourage people to do this. You can you can call us, have a conversation with us, but also just call uh, you, call or can Canis, call three or four other BPOs yeah. or outsourcing suppliers, and and the prospects will learn so much just in those conversations. Um And I really encourage that, you know, just just get on the phone or or send a few emails and, and the journey has has started. Yeah, I agree. Uh, speaking with some potential providers can also help a lot. Um, and so uh, you knew already quite a bit about outsourcing before you launched, obviously. Um, this is probably why, why you launched. But what have you learned about the, the market uh, since, since, you, since you launched? Because you, you must have had so many conversations Uh, on the provider side, on the client side. Uh, so what have you learned about the market, the potential clients and, and the industry? Uh, yeah, I mean, great question, actually. Um, I, you know, I'm lucky to, to now sort of represent the market. So I have quite a lot of insight, quite a lot of touch with a lot of uh, players in the market. Um, I, I'm just sort of generally in awe of... of the potential of the market, um, you know, you sort of see trends in markets and the trends you do see is that once people start, um, they just can't believe how good this opportunity is. Um, as soon as you get them over the line, then they're expanding and they're adding sort of tens or dozens of seats as soon as they can. Um, just incredible positivity about the industry. Um, I see that there's incredible growth in the industry. Every supplier is just growing as fast as they can, um, you know, and, and just general um, high spirits and positivity with the industry. 
very rarely do you hear bad stories, which I think people are fearful of. You know, there's yeah. there's no sort of skullduggery. Um, and so just, just general positivity. And also, you know, what I think with the industry, and this is where generally we're trying to point the industry, is 20, 25 years ago, it was just kind of simple people on telephones doing simple tasks. Um, and there's a bit of a hangover from that yeah. era. Now it is the most, you know, advanced professionals in the world doing the most advanced tasks um, or roles or jobs um, in the world. And they're, they're working side by side, their their Western counterparts. Um, and that is the incredible potential of what we call this outsourcing. Um, and it's just so, you know, so exciting to see the progression of that. And it, it's getting better because we now have PhDs. We now have you know, I don't know, chemical scientists. We now have, of course, all the developers that Arcanus has um, really pushing this industry forward and going right up the value chain. That's true. And and so with all these changes that have been going on for the past few years with, uh, yeah, better education, uh, easier means of communication, where do you see the, the industry of offshore staffing headed in the next five or 10 years? You've said that it would grow by... Uh, up to 30x in the in the in the coming uh, maybe 20 years, uh, but there's also this question about uh, AI and and the replacement of some like low skills uh, jobs and things like that. What's what's your take on that? Yeah, you know, the, I I I'm very impassioned by this uh, by this angle. Um, the the talk in the industry generally is there's a lot of fear um, that it's now a um, sunset industry. It's on a decline. It's plateaued. Um, and, you know, I see exactly the opposite. I see an incredible growth curve ahead of us. Um, there's about 1.2 million people employed in outsourcing in the Philippines now. Uh, and I see that easily growing to about 30 million. So what we've seen is the first wave of outsourcing. Uh, and the second wave will be, you know, much, much bigger. Um the reason why people are scared about uh, AI and automation, machine learning, um, is is because you know the sort of basic jobs like customer service, highly repetitive jobs, um, some of the accounting jobs, you know, things where basically the big corporates have a thousand people in the same room doing the same process. Those jobs will be compromised. Those will be um, made more efficient processes will be refined and yeah. those thousand people will maybe be sort of brought down to a hundred people. So there's going to be, there will be job loss uh, in, in that highly repetitive end. But in terms of highly skilled jobs, in terms of um, small and medium sized businesses that have agile work environments where their business is changing every three months, never mind the, the staffing and the requirements and the tasks, um, these things need very agile, very professional, very autonomous staff, um, and that cannot be automated quickly. You know, um, it, maybe it can be in 30, 40, 50 years, but if it is, then the whole world uh, employment market will change dramatically. So, you know, we, we kind of, everything will have changed by then. So I don't think it's so much of a, a concern. Um, but generally, I, I see an incredible um, growth curve ahead, you know, and this means a boom in jobs for the Philippines, but also it means an incredible opportunity for the businesses in the West um, because, you know, they, they just have an incredible access to, to abundant resources. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, 
this offshore staffing um, way to do things enables um, creations, of course, of jobs in the Philippines, for example, or, or other countries, uh, low-wage countries, but also allows uh, businesses in the West to, to expand much more quickly because they can add more services, more features, for example, to their products for uh, a lot less and hence um, speed track their, uh, their development. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's just a win-win. Um, and, you know, people, all businesses, all people are obligated to find the most efficient route uh, route to market or route to production or and you know the the offshore opportunity is exactly that and the world is becoming now instead of you know whatever 150 countries or uh, tens of thousands of uh, local town or city markets it's becoming one global employment market and there's eight billion people um, that have the potential to be employed in your organization and this is the opportunity that businesses now have. Um, so it's yeah, it's an absolute win-win for everyone. Absolutely. And uh, one more question, Derek: What is the next big step for uh, for Outsource Accelerator? Yeah, look, we're just uh, growing. We're growing all the time. We're having an incredible sort of growth curve at the moment. Um, I just encourage people to sort of check out the website. Um, really. You know, our our biggest, uh, I suppose, um, hurdle or, or friction point is is um, just getting people educated and then getting them to the point where they are comfortable enough to dip their toe in and give it a go. And you know, Upwork and Freelancer isn't really giving it a go. You're going to get a very different experience. It's just really taking that plunge to to have an allocated, dedicated full time staff member. Um, and just experience what real uh, offshore outsourcing is and, and then people never look back. So, um, yeah, we're just on the same track, uh, expanding and, and sort of spreading the, the gospel of, of offshore staffing to the world. Yeah, cool. And so if, um, if some of our listeners want to reach out to you, um, uh, how should they go about it? Yeah, sure. So just go to our website, which is outsourceaccelerator.com. Uh, and of course you can get quotes there and there's toolkits there and, you know, super, super valuable stuff. Uh, people can of course reach out to me. That is Derek at outsourceaccelerator.com and that's D E R E K. Excellent. Thank you very much. And thanks so much to come to the show today. It's been a real pleasure listening to you and learning more about your platform. And I hope to have you back again, uh, sometime soon. Thank you so much, Fred. Cool. Thanks, Derek. And that's all for Smarter Software Outsourcing for today. If you have a question for me, just drop me a line at fred at smartersoftwareoutsourcing.com. Thanks for listening and talk to you next time.